This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Your show was better when you had medical questions. Hey! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical specialist who keeps all the alternative medicine weirdos at bay. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question, you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-WHOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on the show without talking over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. All right, don't forget uh, to check out Dr. Scott's website at um, simplyherbals.net. And uh, uh, the Port Charlotte whore, Dr. Scott, is calling you on your bullshit, saying that there's no nasal spray on. Nah, she's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, if she would email me, I would yes. email it to Dr. Scott, and he'll make sure that she gets it. I'll some. take care of her. That was the best thing you had. I know. I've, I've got it. It's just getting my damn jackass to put it back on my oh, um, website. Oh, we talked about this last time. Why don't yeah. you just let me do your website? Because you've got... No, but I can do that. That's fun. And that's easy. I do Chanda's <laughs> website. It's no big deal. And, you know, we can do, I've got that video program now where we can do, like, if you want to have a sale or something like that, that mm-hmm. we can put little videos up there. Oh, okay. I did one for her for some um, lip filler thing that she had. Okay. And it was, she had a special. And I made this little one-minute video on Vidnami, which is this um, um 
thing that uh, Matt Kleinschmidt turned me on to, and Cliff was using it for a oh, while. Oh, Cliff, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. And uh, so I did a one-minute thing, and it had you know pictures of people getting filler, and then said hey, and there was a nice sunset and music and all this stuff, you know, fifty, a hundred dollars off until Valentine's Day or something like that. I put that thing up there on her Facebook, and then on the website, it literally took me five minutes to make it, if that. Mm-hmm. And half of that was just logging in on her slow ass computer <laughs> and uh it, it wasn't 10 minutes later they'd already sold like three packages that paid paid us back for the for the for the whole year's worth of vietnami for uh the computer we were using everything you know it was really cool that is cool so it's very effective so if you want something cool. like that you let me know do i get to use her she's party yeah, but you don't have to. No, I, I, I mean, <laughs> she is pretty. <laughs> you, people don't want to look at me. But they no, we there's stock stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can pick things right and on. use stuff. Like I did one that was just a yoga pose of some random person. It's all uh, public stock. domain okay, and everything. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. Anyway, check out uh, Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. Maybe <clears throat> it'll be better soon. <laughs> if you want to lose weight with me before you hit the beach, go to Noom, N-O-O-M dot Dr. Steve.com. That's noom.drsteve.com. That will take you to a, a site that will let you download an app that is a psychology app. It's not a diet. And it will help you change your your um, uh, relationship with food. You'll get a counselor. You get a food log. No points. None of that dumb stuff. Most everything that they've got, including, you know, I get freshly sometimes mm-hmm. where they just make the food for sure, you. Sure. And, uh, I scan those in. Those are in there. Mm. It knows how many calories they are, and it'll rate rate it based on red, green, or uh, red, yellow, or what am I thinking? Red, yellow, or green? Good lord! It's it's <laughs> the, the epidural. I'm telling you, in. yeah, it's kicking in. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, go to noom.drsteve.com. You get two weeks free, and you get two twenty uh, percent off if you decide to do it. And it's only a three month program you don't have to do it for the rest of your life like you do some of those other ones that certain people push (laughs) all right and then uh that's about it stuff.drsteve.com that helps keep us going so if you will use that you don't have to do anything else i had somebody ask me oh can i send you a bottle of willets it's like no i like it a little bit too much Mm -hmm. and if it's around i'll drink it and it's probably uh, it's it's cool thank you but um, I and I really appreciate the sentiment. It, it means a lot to me. It really does. But just use the stuff.drsteve.com. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything. No. Um, but that would be awesome. I was thinking about maybe someday just switching everything over to Patreon. I don't know, but we'll make it real cheap if we do. Okay. Like we did before. Right. Because the uh, ads are stressful to me, and then there's there's ten ads in our show right now. Oh. Yeah. You know, and I haven't had anybody complain. I'm sure they're either listening to them. I hope they are and using our sponsors. But, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot. But so, you know, we'll see. But they are great products. Yeah, indeed. I guess some of them are just random inserts. But the ones that, you know, (laughs) that we do, I do. You know, I I have the opportunity to say hell no. Right. I do say hell no to a bunch of stuff. Mm. And so the ones that I actually do a live read on, I'm cool endorsing them because they're for real. All right. Sounds good. All right. Very good. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Scott's head butt of the microphone <laughs> notwithstanding. That was 
uh, not the worst opening we've ever had. No. And you'd think after, what's it been, 15, 16, 17 years, mm. it'd be a little better at this, but no. No. You know, the day that we did this show, and I, people who've listened for a long time know this, uh, Anthony and his girlfriend were sitting, you know, I was sitting in his chair. And after it was over, uh, he came up and he said, that's the best first show I've ever heard in my career. <laughs> and we've never gotten any better since then. It's, <laughs> we're yes. still a decent. Still, we're still chasing. chasing uh, right. We're a decent high. first show. <laughs> but, you know, well, the thing, you know, we do one or two a week. It's not the same as doing four and five hours no. a day. Totally different. Hope used to say, oh, you guys with your podcasts are so cute. Because, you know, most podcasts do one one show a week, maybe an hour. Joe Rogan's an exception. There are other exceptions. Mm-hmm. Dave Rubin and, uh, and uh, Michael Malice does a ton of shows. But a lot of podcasts are just a weekly thing. Who are these podcasts? They do uh, an hour and a half every week. And I calculated it up one time. Of all the shows that we've done over 17 years, it barely makes up something like six months of shows that O&A were doing. Wow. Because they were doing, in the beginning, they were doing four and five hours a day. Dang. Yeah. That's a lot of yapping at y'all. Yeah. So one day for them is a month for us. Yep. Right? Man. So anyway, I don't think I have that much to say. No, uh, no, that's the thing. (laughs) To carry a show like that, you know, when you have Howard Stern, uh, I mean, you got to put Imus in there. Sure, uh, Opie and Anthony, and I'll even throw Cavino and Rich in some of the more modern talk shows. That's hard to do. Yes, we've been talking about doing a a terrestrial medical show like Dean Adele and I he used to do an hour a day and that's about all you can do with this medical crap because people yep. get sick of it yeah. they get, they're interested in hearing other people's problems but really about an hour is about all you can keep people's attention yep. Yep. and that's if you're doing not doing like we're doing and bullshitting <laughs> That's if you're talking about something important, right? But uh, I think it would be fun to do a terrestrial show where we still say things like bullshitting, but we bleep it out. Yeah, yeah, that would be. And cool. it would be on terrestrial radio, and so people go, "Why are they? Why are these doctors cursing <laughs> and they're having to bleep stuff out?" If they only knew, because <laughs> the un the, the uh, unnecessary bleep is always funny too. Uh, we used to do that to Liam when he was seven. He would say, "You know, when my mom is being a." You know, I my dad turns to Ashley Madison. I wonder if I can find that. That is, that was a funny bit. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. God, that was hilarious. Let me see if I can find that. Because it sounds so much like he is just saying. Oh, he's just cursing up a storm. And he's just a little one. You can tell the voices. Oh, yeah, he was a little guy. Just a little dude. That's when he liked me. Well, he likes me, but that's when he would uh, come up here and do stuff. He he likes you now. He just doesn't tolerate you anymore, right? Yeah. No, he does. He's, he's, he's my buddy. Let me see. That's the voice track. No, he is a great, see. great, um, great guy. That's great the guy. voice track. Oh, come on now. Let me see. And he's um, got a birthday coming up. Yep, he does. <laughs> when my mom is a b- my daddy goes to com. There he can b- 
lots of other women. <laughs> when I grow up, I'm going to be an Ashley Madison man. Because my daddy's raising me without any moral compass whatsoever. Ashley <laughs> <laughs> Madison, find your lovers here. Why exactly are we singing this? <laughs> Daddy, what's a rotisserie? <laughs> That's the best part. That is the best part. I hope we don't get in trouble for playing that. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a parody, it's so a parody. I guess we're okay. No. Yeah, Liam was pretty funny. He was funny and then cute. he had, uh, there was this bit we did. Now, this was before your time. Liam versus Eastside Dave. Do you remember that? I think so. Really? I think. So they had sort of like this wrestling thing because what happened was Dave came here and then he said something about my kid. Oh, he won't stop touching my kid's head. And so then I just got Liam in here and said, what do you think about Uncle Dave? Because mm-hmm. he was Uncle Dave. He said, well, I think he's a doo-doo head. And then Dayside Dave, of course, took that to the next level. Well, you don't call me a doo-doo head and started playing uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. And then it, it was this back and forth thing right. where Liam and Dave were doing sort of like wrestling oh, yeah. things. Eastside Dave, if you're listening, you know, but it was a seven-year-old kid. It was a great bit until Dave took it a little bit too far. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, that's all I can really say about it. He took it too far, and we were told the bit was over. So, uh-huh. <laughs> by uh, more powerful beings, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I can't I can't find it, but it was on our website at one point. I'll see if I can dredge that up and put it up on our website somewhere. That was really funny I love while it. it lasted. I love it. And that was uh, when they were doing special delivery. Dave and uh, and Sam Roberts were. Okay. I don't remember that. I'm still searching for it. Let me see. That's it's just dri- now it's driving me crazy. And see if I search for Dave, I'll get Dave Cecil. Oh wait, oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay, here's Dave versus Liam. Let me see. Let me play this. By the way, we'll explain in a second why we're just BSing this show. Why? I almost had to punch their little son in the face. He was grabbing Juliana by the head. <laughs> he thought he could pet her like oh. a dog, but he was like shaking her head around like oh. that. Oh, he just loves her. He's giving her sugar. That's what she was saying, actually. She goes, he loves babies. Yeah. I'm like, he's going to break my baby's neck. And she says, and she said this about, and this is Tacey, of course. She said this about the boy. She goes like this. Oh, he's a little devil. He's got the Jew in him. Oh, no. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, Jew, devil. Oh, I never knew that. That's because they it's say, not true. Okay, I remember oh. this. Um, Ron used to love to put words in Tacey's mouth just to make her sound horrific. Mm. And he said when I die, he's going to come down here and just mess with her constantly. Mm. And uh, he loves him some Tacey. Now, let me see if this I is I almost had to punch their... No, that's the same one. Let me see. So what do you think about Uncle Dave saying that yeah. about you? He is a stupid head. <laughs> he's he a, is a stupid head. He is? Yes. What else do you have to say to Uncle Dave? And he does not have a sense of humor. Really? <laughs> yes. Well, there's a lot of people listening to the show that comes on after us that would agree with you on that. Ooh, <laughs> wow. So Liam is taking shots. Listen to That's me. Dr. Steve's five-year-old son. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to have to say that, you know, I'll assault a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want to assault. 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 I don't want to have to drop that low, Liam. Wow. But you don't take shots at me, and you don't call me a stupid head. He also said, "If there's one thing you can call me, 
Sphagala. You could you could say that. Alcoholic. Right. That's like fits. That's really accurate. It's factual. Fantasizes about his grandmother. What? <laughs> that's right. I remember the funeral. Oh, oh shit. I still, uh, Dave, how are we going to settle this, Dave? You hear it here first. After I take down Chet, I'm going to fucking knock your fucking block off anywhere in New York City. What? A gloves off boxing match. East side, Dave. And Liam from the Dr. Steve show. Anywhere in New York City, I am taking you on. Oh, my God. Punk. Play get in the ring, Pepper. So this is what I have to resort to, huh, Liam? Uncle Dave comes there and he <laughs> fucking gives you some pen and paper so you could draw a little castle on the back of some placemats at that Italian restaurant we went to. That's what Uncle oh Dave God. did for you. Dave, remember, he's just a kid. Don't get worked up, Dave. And after that... He just called you a stupid head. A stupid head! <laughs> yeah, and he said, he said you didn't have a sense of humor. There's one thing you don't call Uncle Dave, Liam. It's a stupid head. He did. And you did. You know what we're going to do? We're going to punch you in the face. Oh, my God. Now who's scared? Because well, I know I'm sleeping tonight, little boy. <laughs> okay, so that, that wasn't where Dave took it too far. Oh, no, that oh, wasn't. No, oh, geez, no, that not was at it. all. Oh, Lord. No. <clears throat> I can't talk about that part. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is Dave. hilarious. Who doesn't love Dave? Oh, God. Who doesn't love Liam? Yeah. He is, he is such a good kid. Well, we had this whole thing that Sam and I were, had been working on, you know, talking back and forth. Wouldn't it be cool if we actually had a Friday night fight thing mm -hmm. and the main attraction was Dave versus Liam? Because <laughs> Liam was a black belt in karate at that point, too. You know, he was a young... Uh, he, he, he was black belt something, what they... Mm -hmm. um, th there's a term for it. When you're, when you're eligible for your black belt, but you have to meet some certain... I, I don't know. Shit, yeah. but who knows? Yeah. Anyway, but it, Liam had been taking karate for years at that point. Mm -hmm. And so he was going to do some moves, and then between rounds, we were, gonna, we were going to uh, get a short person mm -hmm. who had the same color hair and throw them in the ring and just say that was Liam and have them beat Dave's ass. <laughs> would have been hilarious. It would have been funny. You know, in typical wrestling... Forum, we wouldn't have ever acknowledged that it was a completely different person. <laughs> no, There's a lot. Uh, a lot of people are not aware that I worked in championship wrestling. I was an audio engineer and a cameraman for Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling and Wide World of Wrestling. And um, I worked with uh, Ric Flair and Wahoo McDaniel and Mr. Wrestling Tim Woods and Greg oh Valentine. God. Oh, classic. I met uh, Andre the Giant once. Oh, my God. He's, was he as big? I mean, Dude, uh, let me was, tell you something. just beyond massive? I walked into the studio, so we had this giant metal padded door, you know, soundproof door that went into the studio where we did the wrestling commercials, and to the left was the news thing where Bob DeBartleben would do <laughs> the weather. Okay. And uh, Charlie Gaddy and Tom Souter, and uh, those guys would, and Nick Pond would do the uh, uh, do the sports, and uh, I think there was a guy named Fred Thompson that did it on the weekend. Okay, but anyway, uh, so I walk in there, and uh, Andre is leaning up against the back wall, 
So when I walk in, there he is about, I don't know, 10 feet away from me. And my, your brain can't uh, adjust. Yeah, you just, you don't. Because you, you go, well, he's right only other. seven foot six or something, yeah. but the tallest person that you may have ever seen was six five, six seven, something right. like that. And when you see somebody, and it's only a foot more, but your brain can't adjust. And it was like I shook my head and I looked at him, and it was really hard for me to gauge the scale mm-hmm. you know was he closer to me than right i on. thought or you know that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. is he like two feet away but he's not <laughs> right 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 he was massive <clears throat> nice guy very quiet i didn't get to really interact with him mm-hmm. um I, we did have this guy uh his name was igor mighty igor the polish prince <laughs> and i may have told this story on the show before <laughs> i don't know if i did but he uh would gnaw on a Polish sausage constantly. He never actually bit it and chewed off a bite. He would just gnaw on it while he was talking. So uh, to set set this up a little bit, they would have these commercials. So they'd do the the wrestling, and then... But the wrestling at that time was a loss leader to get people into Dorton Arena and Charlotte Coliseum and stuff like that to see the matches so they would sell tickets. Okay. So... Jim Crockett Productions would film these things, and then they would send them out to like 36 different TV shows, or t- uh, sorry, TV channels. Okay. And each one of those would have two commercials. So there are 36 channels, two commercials. We had to do 70 of these one, you know, 30 second to one minute commercials. Oh, and they were the ones where they go tonight in Dorton Arena, a Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Match, and then you'd get uh, Blackjack Mulligan coming in. Wahoo McDaniel, if you're listening, you know that kind of stuff. Yes. And of course he's listening. He's sitting right there. Yes. We had to do 72 of these <laughs> damn things, so they were all sitting there. You know, I love it. And. Uh, but, uh, uh, oh, shit, what was my point? What was I going to tell you? About? Oh, oh, so Mighty Igor. So Mighty Igor, let's say he's up there with Baron Von Raschke, right? And Baron sure. Von Raschke had the claw. The claw. Right. And he could just put his hand on your head and you would faint. Yep. Right. And Mighty Igor, I can't remember what his bit was other than this Polish sausage, but he would gnaw on this Polish sausage. Now, we would do this, these commercials, in the studio where the news was, but... When you're facing away from the news, to the left was the um, uh, um, farm show okay. set. And we would use it for lots of different things, but it had a sofa and a little kitchenette and stuff in there. And then they would do things in there, like for the 6 a.m. farm show, where they'd just be sitting there all nice and comfy. Because <laughs> it's 6 in the morning. That's right. kind of what you need. <laughs> yes. So, um, And so some of the guys would sit over there instead of sitting at the tables. Okay. And uh, Mighty Igor, you know, he'd gnaw on this thing. Well, anyway, one day I was cleaning up the set uh, uh, because I was a gopher, Mm -hmm. you know. I did audio and camera and stuff like that. And I was cleaning up the living room set, and I opened or lifted up one of the cushions, and lo and behold, there under the cushion is Mighty Igor's effing Polish sausage. <laughs> and what he was doing, this oh, guy, God. he would, he, he would uh-huh. gnaw on it for the whole day and then shove it under there. And then when he came back, I guess he just grabbed it out from there and stuck it back in his mouth again. Holy cow. Because otherwise he would uh-huh. just throw it away and bring a new one. Right. There's oh. no reason to shove it under the cushion. Oh, my God. Hilarious. <laughs> Mighty The good Igor. old days. Turns out. He was from, I think, if I remember correctly, and somebody could, who's into 
that kind of wrestling. I think he was from Kernersville, North Carolina. <laughs> that was what made it really funny. You know, he was just a local guy. And, you know, adopted that sort of fake Middle Eastern, or not Middle Eastern, but uh, Polish, Eastern European, European yeah. sort of, oh, I am Igor, Polish prince, you know, like that. <laughs> oh, everybody sounds like Bela Lugosi in uh, right. Dracula. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, even that is funny. That is cool. The good Come days. to me. Come to me, children of the night. <laughs> so anyway. There you go. All right. That's pretty cool. That's a good story. That's funny. That is a oh good God, story. I had so much fun with those guys. What years was that? Roughly. Seven. Uh, okay, so I went to medical school in eighty two to eighty six and mm-hmm. I took the year before that, so eighty to eighty one I was doing all my prerequisites. So mm-hmm. it would have been seventy seven to eighty. Eighty. Something like That's that. Cool. It was like three years I did it. Mm-hmm. And I did some while I was in school, so maybe a little longer than that, three and a half, four years. That's so funny. But when they transitioned me to full-time audio engineer, and then my favorite guy, I think his name was Earl Ash, I can't remember. He was like the guy over it. He retired or he left, and they put another guy in it, and it just wasn't the same. The one guy was like a TV aficionado. The other person just wanted to get the job done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, I wasn't. You know, I, I I had graduated with a degree in radio, television, and motion pictures, mm-hmm. so I wanted to do kind of the things that we were trained to do. Right. And it became just how many roses commercials can you do? Mm-hmm. And you got the the sales rep or whatever from the company right. sitting there yelling at me because he did You know, the audio wasn't at exactly zero db during this you know, or zero vu during this part of the commercial and stuff like that and it was just they'd put things on little turntables and move uh barry uh barry phelan i think was his name he was one of the 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 uh, floor managers they only liked his camera work okay so they would have him uh arc around these who knows what the hell they were little <laughs> bottles of shit that would spin around and stuff and it was like it wasn't high art mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know oh my God. the only time I had any chance to be creative was they had a show called Uncle Paul's something or other and Uncle Paul was one of the greatest jazz pianists that has ever walked the earth and somehow he lived in Raleigh, North Carolina his name was Paul Montgomery and if you can find any recordings of him Unbelievable! This guy was so creative, and he was blind. And he is actually the guy that taught Doc, Watt, taught Doc Watson the chords on the guitar. At least that's the story he wow. used to tell. They were at North Carolina School of the Blind together. Wow! And he taught him to talk Watson to play guitar. So this is this guy. Oh my god! And he had this kids show, and he just did it for a goof and to make a couple extra bucks. And um, so he was hilarious, and he wanted to do some kind of fun, creative things for the kids. And that was fun. You know, we invented a bunch of different uh, puppet characters, and his <laughs> partner, Roel Gorman, I just heard from him recently. I just said, hey, I just wanted to say hello because I really enjoyed working with you 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so he's like 100 years old now, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, it was a fun time. That is some fun. But then it just got to be a drudge, and that's when I ended up. Moving on. Moving on. I Moving went to on. 
Vickers Communications in Durham, North Carolina, and sold ham radios and CBs. That was an expensive mistake. And, until, years later, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> no, you know what I mean. That's true. I was already a ham radio operator, though. You're, I've been one since 1972. But you, Scott's right. I've got <laughs> I've got some pro- ham radio projects really going nice, on right nice now. Ones too. But I. Um, uh, no one is interested in this, but you know what? I had an epidural today on right. my back because I had to. I was crawling up the stairs to get up to the studio, and it's either that or have effing surgery. Yeah. So, and I'm a little hepped up on steroids right now, mm-hmm. and I've got no sleep because I was in pain all night last night. So, uh, just you know, let me tell some he stories were, today. Was. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But, um, and now, hell, I don't remember it was. Ham radio. Ham oh, radio. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was working at a ham radio store, and this guy comes in, and he's just as goofy as he could be. Mm-hmm. And he's like, can you help me put up a ham radio antenna? And it's like, no, I sell you the stuff to do that, but I don't come to your house and do that. Right. And um, I had learned, an, I mean, I, I had no idea that I was absorbing physics. Okay. And that was the thing that scared me. That's why I didn't go to medical school in the first place, because oh, wow. I didn't think I could do the physics. Wow. And I was absorbing physics by learning electronics. Okay. And so, you know, we calculated the web. What bands do you want to be on here? Okay, I want to do 7 megahertz. Well, that's 40 meters, so you need a half-wave dipole. It needs to be 20 meters. You know, this whole thing. Yeah, sure. And uh, I, I sketched it out for him. Just do this, 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 and this. And here's a center insulator, and you can set this thing up, and you'll be fine. You don't need me. So I didn't think any more about it. The next day, 
this gorgeous, absolutely stunningly gorgeous woman comes into the ham radio store, which, by the way, um, never happens, if I may say. Not the ham radio store. Well, it's just, you know, it's a bunch of goofy, weird guys and stuff. And I I consider myself one of those. So um, it, it it was unusual, and everyone knew it mm-hmm. you know they were all trying to be cool like i hope she comes <laughs> over to my my and i knew she wasn't coming to mine right you know, why would she this person uh, it was very chauvinistic i mean why wouldn't a hot woman want to do ham radio but yeah. honestly why would anybody want to do it <laughs> so except it's fun as hell but anyway so uh she comes right to my thing and she's looking at me like kind of giving that you Ooh. know come hither look and she goes are you Steve? And I went, why, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> and, and she said, would you... Ha- Here, wait a minute. Well, we, we have, so yeah, this got is going to be appropriate music. Here we go. Would you help my... Hu- oh, wait, that's the wrong. Here. Would you help my husband put up his ham radio antenna? <laughs> I'm like, why, yes, I will. <laughs> Absolutely, I will. He was out in the car, that son of a bitch. New. Sucker. Yep, and he, he said, you go in there and you ask him if he'll do it. So anyway, so I did. <laughs> and I said, well, if he's going to go to those lengths, and besides, she was, you know, you know, I wanted to get to know them better. It wasn't like I... You know, he's his wife, but sure. still, it was cool. Yeah. So I went over there, and he and I ended up being best friends. I mean, inseparable best friends for many, many years of our lives until the two of them split up, and then I, we got her in the divorce, which was weird for him and me because mm-hmm. she and my wife at the time were really close. Okay, and so, but then he kind of got weird and you know stocky and stuff like that. So anyway, hmm. um. He uh, he was not the smartest person I ever met, but he was one of the nicest people I'd ever met at that time before he kind of lost it. And uh, the thing was is that he um, was a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I said, if this guy can go to medical school, well, by God, I know I can. And that's really what... <laughs> and get a smoking hot wife. What stimulated me. <laughs> well, I had a wife at the time, so just, you know, <laughs> whatever. Know. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's what that's really what stimulated me to think about going to medical school. Because I was like, I always wanted to go. He said, you should. No, you need to do it. And he'd even say, if I can do it, I know you can. You're 10 times smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. So I got the MCAT book and realized, hell, this isn't that bad. Right. And uh, I, there were several physicians from Duke who were clients of mine at the ham radio store, and they were like, hell, we'll help you any way we can. But the biggest thing was is that I had dinner with my dad one day, and I just said, you know what? I'm thinking maybe maybe I'll go to medical school because my brother's John was Yeah, John yep. was in there already, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. And uh, he said, oh, that's that's interesting. And, and my dad was a big letter writer, and he had horrible handwriting. So he would write these long letters, and you'd have to sit there and decipher them. But I, I'm glad I took the time to do it. And I'm glad he took the time to write when he went home because yes. he said, you said something the other night, and I really didn't make a big deal out of it. But if you if you can get into medical school, I'll, I'll help you pay for it. Oh, wow. And, of course, you know, and that's like. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome, but oh at Chapel gosh. Hill, it was only twenty five hundred bucks a semester at that time, yeah, so it was, it was pretty cheap because it is yeah. the it has the biggest endowment fund of any 
university in the country, I think, at least at, at one point it did, because it's the oldest state-owned university in the country. You wouldn't think okay. North, oh, North Carolina. But, I mean, huh. you, that people have a negative image of North Carolina that is unfounded. It's, right. You know, the research triangle is incredible. Right. There's a lot of right. stuff going on, and North Carolina is a, re- is a great state. Yeah. So um, we kind of try to keep it quiet, Tennessee, too, so that we don't get, you know, a bunch of carpetbaggers down here trying to <laughs> trying to move in. But um, uh, so it was inexpensive, but still, it was a big deal. Right. And that was enough to spur me to go try to take my prerequisites and stuff. And there's a lot of other cool stories of out-of-the-box thinking that I ran into with professors and stuff. I won't bore anybody with that, mm-hmm. but... But anyway, that's yeah. That was kind of the journey there, my friend. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. I know. I get it. Boring. No boring, hell, it's boring. Story. Hey, beats the dogs. Um, you know, they're talking about uh, what? What is it? Uh, Your show was better <laughs> when you had medical questions. Eight. God damn, this is about as boring as sex with my wife. <laughs> can you please stop bullshitting and get to the question? Okay. Yes, we can. Let's we'll do it. Twenty-eight minutes in. What were you gonna say? Oh. I said it beats the dog shit out of uh, listening to stories about uh, your Star Wars collection. Oh well, I was hoping that guy would call in. Uh, Jason from DC <laughs> no, on please, screen was going to call don't, in. Jason, please don't, Jason. <laughs> and we were going to talk about the new version of Justice no. League that came out. Oh my god, dude! It's oh, it's awesome though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the greatest thing. Even Tacy liked it. Oh my god! What is it? Oh, I got to tell you a quick, real quick story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have we have we have a new um, office manager. She's just fabulous. Oh, you do? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, she hot. Um, She's cute, but okay. yeah, she, well, yeah, you yeah. can't say. No, I can't say too okay. much. But she is just a lovely. <laughs> Tell person. me later. But so um, she, the other day we know we looked on our on our on our schedule, and this we had a guy on here on our schedule name. Oh, I, 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 Jason Deadpool. Oh, okay. Well, well, that's kind of an interesting name. <laughs> sure enough, she, the guy the guy had come up here and was talking to her and had a Deadpool shirt on. Well, she oh. sees the Deadpool shirt on and just. <laughs> goes has a, has a blonde moment and goes yep well no she but she, she probably hilarious. didn't ask his name and just decided oh, to put no, that she, on there oh no she no she got the name cuz i have a oh. bunch of people like it's like tom liam's tennis coach <laughs> or you know julie liam's friend's mom and stuff yeah. like that in there because i identify them by who they are yes but yes. anyway all right i guess that's not a HIPAA violation no shoot no 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 because it's not a real name. Not a real name. Okay. Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. Do you actually have anything on there now? No, I'm not, not <laughs> new. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's answer some damn medical questions. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right. Here we go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hi, Dr. Oh. Steve. Oh, hello. Hey. Big hello to you and everybody in the studio. Excellent. And uh, where is P.A. John? I didn't hear from him a long time. Yeah, P.A. John um, was B.M. John, mm-hmm. and now he's sold the brewery. Mm-hmm. And now I think... Uh, he's going to try to be P.A. John again. Is he? I kind of. I think he's agitating to retire and just make poor old P.A. Jill do all the work. <laughs> so we'll see. That would make more we sense. We might be able to get him back in the studio, though. That would make more sense. <clears throat> He's very, very, very funny, man. Is he, though? Yeah, a little bit. So, uh, ask, his, ask his wife how funny he is. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> an accident at work last week. Okay. And I wanted to ask you a question about that. Okay. My colleague pinched his uh, finger with a press break, and he was in pain. 
and I was thinking after, what would happen if I gave him smelling salts <laughs> that I use for exercising sometimes, ammonium carbonate? Would that adrenaline from smelling that salts make his pain go away at least for a while? Thank you for answering. Well, his pain might go away for a while. My Croatian friend, that guy's from Croatia, which I think is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would be in pain because he's going to punch you in the face. <laughs> Smelling salts are solid ammonium carbonate and ammonium bicarbonate, and they dissociate to form carbon dioxide water and water, which are odorless, but uh, ammonia. Uh, ammonia vapor and that triggers the inhalation reflex and it causes the muscles that control breathing to work by irritating the mucous membranes of the nose and people will sometimes use this to counteract fainting now Mm. dr scott may have something to say on this though because one of the hypotheses in uh, acupuncture of course is that your the brain is is attending to a lesser pain stimulus and that blocks the greater pain stimulus so why don't you wax eloquent on this for a second yeah it is specifically it's it's in the dorsal horn of the spinal cord that's right we over we (laughs) give yourself a bill give you one of those every once in a while what we try to do is overstimulate sometimes yep and and the the uh, spinal cord brain can only take so much information just like you know, your body can only accept so much oxygen. There are only so yeah. many receptors, and once you once or you can f- only juggle so many plates, so at many once. plates at one time. Yeah, and, and after that, there's it's just too much. Yep, and, and that's exactly what happens. So it, well, you can, for a little while, overwhelm the system with this information, but eventually it kind of kicks back into uh, its normal state. Yeah, and that is very similar to what I do with acupuncture. Yep, yep. I'm just going to throw this one thing out that says the use of ammonia smelling salts to revive people injuring during sports is not recommended because it may inhibit or delay a proper and thorough neurologic assessment by a healthcare professional, such as after concussions when hospitalization may be advisable. Some governing bodies recommend specifically against it, and that is (laughs) from, I'll tell you exactly where that's from. That is from uh, the Football Association, um, which I don't even know what that is. Pitchside Medical Care, it's called. (laughs) So it's some... Some association, but anyway. All right. Very good. Excellent question. Good I question. love the audio, by the way. What he did was um, uh, record that on an MP3 and send it to us, which you are always allowed to do. You can send it through uh, the contact form at drsteve.com. Uh, just go to cl- contact and ignore the warnings. That's there for randos that come across our website, not for our listeners. Or you can e- just email them to um, drsteve202 at gmail.com. But I want, I want to listen to the beginning of this again because it sounds like he's inside my head. If you're listening on headphones. Hmm. Hi, Dr. Steve. Yeah, it's like he's he right here. On the, yeah, right, yeah. He's sur- surrounding my head anyway. All right. Let's do another one here. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is Jay from Connecticut calling. I just saw that the CDC is recommending that fully vaccinated people do not travel at this time. Now, I'm curious, since they're requiring masks and they're engaging in social distancing, is this a serious issue or is this just a case of 
overreach by the CDC. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay, so um, I think this is what they recommend from what I can tell is that the CDC says if you must travel, which, by the way, I'm going on vacation next mm-hmm. week because I put it off from last month, so I must travel. Yes, I agree. The CD recommends waiting at least two weeks after getting fully vaccinated and taking the following steps to reduce the risk of COVID-19 transmission. Check travel restrictions before you go. Get tested with a viral test one to three days before travel. I think that's a pretty cool idea, just to make sure you're not spreading it around if you're asymptomatic. Sure, sure, sure. um, That's... um, uh, that's all I can find. Do you find anything? No, I, I, I saw pretty much the same thing. It was they're still recommending that you um, that you maintain social distancing and masks. And if you're in a group with other people that you know are vaccinated, yeah, just still have a little bit of well, just be cool, cool, cool about but, it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit with Rand Paul in the sense that there isn't any data that shows have you been fully vaccinated mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> mask wearing or any of that stuff makes any difference if you have uh, you know 20 people mm-hmm. and they've all been fully vaccinated mm-hmm. i mean what are they going to do to each other yeah yep. now what fauci says is well we don't have the data to show that that's actually safe and then Rand paul says well but then you're trying to tell me to do something based on a supposition and there's no data and then fauci says well how could we have any data and been long. you know it just back and forth and back and forth i see both sides of this just i i think for me if i um told people well you don't have to wear a mask well now what how are you going to know that the person who isn't wearing a mask is somebody that shouldn't be wearing a mask? Mm-hmm. This is the issue. And then you so, oh, well, we could give everybody a COVID passport. Well, then now you're marking tattoo. people. <laughs> well, now you're marking people no, for discrimination and yeah. stuff, too. So I think just be cool. Mm-hmm. And if it may, if there's a chance that you could transmit to somebody else, then you should do wear, it. And, and most states right now are starting to relax some of this stuff. There's not a mask mandate where we are right no. now. So uh, just be cool. But if you're sick, stay home. If you've been exposed to somebody, you have to still isolate yourself or uh, quarantine yourself. And if you have it, you got to uh, isolate yourself. You still got to do these things. Mm-hmm. But um, I, you know, we canceled Micro Moog Fest because we're still where we were going to do this party mm-hmm. and uh, event. And we had more Daga, by the way. Check check him out. We had Metamether, who's going to be on the show pretty soon. Um, and uh, Jennifer Arango and Brian, uh, Brian Patton and Paul Gaeta. We're going to all... Um, it, it, people who are into electronic music will have some idea who these people are. And if you like electronic music and you don't know who they are, go look them up. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were going to play. We had that. And uh, actually, Super Android 23 mm-hmm. was also going to play. That's Cody uh, Cody Gilmer and me. Mm-hmm. So when we worked out, you know, a 30-minute live set, mm-hmm. which you can hear on SoundCloud, but you'll have to just find it. it the, the, just look, Super Android 23. I think that'll be the only one. Uh, and just remember, the live sets are meant to be listened to live, so it's not something you would want to listen to on your stereo when you're just sitting there listening to music. But um, 
and when you hear clunky Moog playing, that's Cody. That's not me. I don't play clunky. Um, so we were going to do all that, but it, it just it, where we were going isn't quite open up enough where we could pull this thing off. Right. So there's still, you know, it's still a little bit of time. But uh, we're, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. If we get a therapeutic, any therapeutic. Any therapeutic would help. help. That will keep people out of the hospital. Yep. And the uh, antibody, the monoclonal antibody infusion is one of those, but they're only using it for people at high risk. Mm-hmm. But it works. Okay. And so if you are at high risk, you're obese, you have diabetes, diabetes you're immunocompromised, yeah. any of those things, and you get COVID-19 and you're at risk for serious disease, call your primary care immediately and say, where can I get the monoclonal antibody infusion? Mm-hmm. Because it's been shown to prevent uh, uh, you know, severe disease. But you know what's also been shown to prevent severe disease is the vaccine. Right. And even the vaccine that has 76% efficacy against uh, symptomatic cases, it, it's 100% against going to the hospital and 100% against dying. Right. The ventilator and dying. So just get the damn thing. Get it. All right. Yep. Okay. Shut the F up. <laughs> Oh, okay. <clears throat> so I'm on the CDC website, and uh, they said uh, people are considered fully vaccinated greater than two weeks after they've received the second dose in a two-dose series, or greater than two weeks after they received a single-dose vaccine. That'd be Johnson & Johnson. The following recommend- recommendations apply to non-health care settings. Of course, we, that's different. So fully vaccinated people can. Visit with other fully vaccinated people indoors without wearing a mask or physical distancing. Well, yay. Good Lord. Took forever to get there. (laughs) Uh, Visit with unvaccinated people from a single household who are at low risk for severe COVID-19 disease indoors without wearing masks or physical distancing. Very good. So if there's no one in the house that's morbidly obese or on immunosuppressive therapy, and there's a list of uh, risk factors that we can go it's through. Definitely on. diabetes. <clears throat> but in diabetes, then you don't have to wear a mask with them. Hmm. Uh, and this is where Fauci comes in. So, well, you know, you could have asymptomatic transmission, but the, the transmission asymptomatic is so low. I mean, it's incredibly low. And at least we think it is. And then refrain from quarantining and testing following a known exposure if you're asymptomatic. So if you're exposed to somebody, you went out to dinner and then they called you, oh, God, I've got the covert, like mm. Big Joe did. Oh, yeah. Then you don't have to quarantine as long as you're asymptomatic. If you're fully vaccinated, that's two weeks out from the finishing the vaccine. Good. But then they say, for now, fully vaccinated people should continue to take precautions in public, like wearing a well-fitted mask and physical distancing. This is where Rand Paul goes, you know, apeshit Mm -hmm. uh, about this. And there's still reasons for this. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, uh, even if, if asymptomatic transmission is extremely low, let's just say these vaccines don't stop you from getting infected, but they stop you from being symptomatic. Right. Even if your transmission is low, you're coming into contact with way more people than if you isolate. Right. So it kind of balances out. And so until we know for a fact that these people don't actually can't transmit, he, they're just saying, let's just do this. To, because we, every, we're we all sick of this. We want it to be over. The quicker we can get it over. This is their idea. They They have an argument for it. 
And I'm not a completely against the argument until mm-hmm. we know a little bit more. Now, if we find out that these vaccines and they're testing us now, the people that are in the trials that had vac- you know, that were um, vaccinated, mm-hmm. uh, that they actually don't get infected, mm-hmm. then there's no reason for you to wear a mask. Yep. But it, we don't 100 percent know that yet. Knowing you, the other thing, Dr. Stephen, you, you can answer this, I'm sure, but would be the concern of how long the antibodies last. Doesn't matter. In your body. That's the cool thing. Is remember, it okay? okay. Remember, so what they're doing now, I, I, let me throw this out there. This yeah. is something people don't know anything about because I got a little bit of inside information, but I don't think I'm in an NDA for this. Right. So if I am, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll apologize. We'll forget about it. But um, they're getting ready to test. And I heard this from kind of a side thing, so, and they didn't tell me it was off the Not record, directly, so. yeah. Uh, they're getting ready to test those of us who had the vaccine early in the trials. Yes. Okay. Okay. For cellular immunity. Okay. Good. So they're going to be looking at not only humoral immunity, which is antibodies; those fade away. What they're looking right. for, and I had to surmise some of this, um, but they're they're getting people in certain centers that can do this test where they can look at white blood cells and then they can test them to see if they're still reactive to this antigen. And that will tell you if you have long-lasting cellular immunity. And if you do, then my prediction a long time ago will be true that you'll get reinfected, but it'll just be a cold or it'll be asymptomatic. Right. Well, good. That was my my concern. Yep. Cool. Yep. Because antibodies ain't the only thing. No, and if no, you're no. only testing for antibodies, you're not you'll miss getting... some. You'll miss some shit. So memory T cells are really the key to this. Right on. That's Ultimately, cool. that's a good okay. answer. Yeah. A good answer, Doctor Steve. Well, thank you, my friend. <laughs> All right, let's do a non non covert one. Hey, Doctor Steve. My question is about four dice spots. As long as I can remember, I've had uh, skin colored bumps up the bottom half of my shaft and. Uh, and all over my ball sack. Um, recently, I was spending some fun time with a lady boy of the night, Yay. and she said that there was uh, creams to get rid of them. Is there any creams, or do you know of any non-invasive ways to get rid of Florida spots? Wow. Um, thanks in advance, and uh, keep up the good work on the show. Yeah, Fordyce spots. You know, the thing is that Fordyce spots are ectopic oil glands, and what ectopic means is they're just in a place where they shouldn't be. So you'll get these little spots over the shaft of your penis, or it could be on your lip. Some people have them at the uh, at the margin of their lip, mm-hmm. and um, they, you know, people who don't know what they are will think that they're, uh, you know, maybe a sexually transmitted fever blister yeah, or something or, like that. But yeah. they're not. Yeah, right. They're not. Now here is I just looked this up, and there is a um, cream. That is specifically sold for Fordyce spots. It's called Fordyce Gel Spot Smoothing and Spot Reduction. It's 150 bucks, and it says it's first clinically proven men and women home treatment for a half ounce. It's 150 bucks, and there's one rating on this. It says bought these same ones, and this worsen my condition. Do not buy. Oh no! So, so this is what you do when you don't when you're seeing things on the internet is go to the source. So PubMed.gov, P-U-B-M-E-D.gov, Fordyce spot treatment. And you can put the word novel in because that's novel means new and for medicine. So um, 
Here's angiokeratoma of Fordyce response to long pulsed uh, YAG laser treatment. Yes, uh, patients are satisfied with laser treatment, so you would go to a med spa for that. Right. Uh, here's treatment of Fordyce spots with a CO2 laser. Here's another one about laser successful treatment of Fordyce spots with small spot narrow band intense pulsed light, which is not laser, but it's just a really bright light. And, uh, you know, so I'm seeing five articles, and none of them have anything to do with any creams. Okay. So let's go back to this place and see if they cite their evidence. Because when it says, first clinically proven, then they're they're making a a very strong statement statement there. That is a bold statement. Yes, and that's... So what we want to do is go down and see if we can find... Um, a, a, an article that they cite, and uh, so far, nothing. So, I can't say it's good or bad, and I'm not going to trash their product. It may be the greatest thing in the world. Right. However, right. I cannot verify that it is clinically proven, and if someone wants to send me the, um, or someone from the company even wants to send me the clinical proof, feel free. But I'm going to want to see statistically significant double-blind, placebo-controlled data, and that would be very easy to do with something like this. If it was clinically right, tried. Right, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah. but, I mean, that's how you would, no one you would give no one. 100 people a placebo and yeah. 100 people the real deal. Nobody knows. The patient doesn't know. The researcher doesn't know. And then you decode it later. Yep. You have an independent monitor that's watching this as you go, and then that's how you will tell. Yep. And if it isn't that, I'm not buying that it's been clinically proven, but I'm not saying it's not. Right, right, right. First off, I don't want to get sued. Nope. But if, if it's great, I want to know about it. Right, so but I can't it, find the evidence. Tell other people, yep. Yep. So... Anyway. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So for now, go to a med spa if you're really worried about it and let them laser it. Laser it, baby. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Dr. Steve. Um, I just thought of a, I guess what I thought was a decent question. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure we when will, When it comes too. to new vaccines and, uh, like, the polio vaccine when it came out or yep. the um, you know, smallpox vaccine or, or whatever, the, the ones that... You know, at this point, we know for sure uh, really did a lot of good. Um, I'm just curious, like, how many people took those, like, right when they came out? Because when they first came out with the polio vaccine, that was the very first time that, you know, that vaccine had ever been released. I wonder if, you know, people had the same, I guess, skepticism. Is this going to, you know, be worse or better? Or maybe just the fact that, you know every kid had polio or something it was obviously going to be better than that so maybe they just all took it anyway i just i, I didn't know where to try and find that information and yeah no it's a great question and I, we don't have a whole lot of time to answer it but i can tell you in the 19th century um state uh, countries in europe began making smallpox vaccine mandatory and uh for the armies and uh there were particularly and uh, societies of anti-vaccinationists formed a protest 
what they saw as unequal treatment and undue infringement of individual liberty. Does that sound familiar? So this uh, anti-vaccination sentiment is not new. It goes way back. And uh, maybe next we could we could explore this a little bit further. Maybe we could get an expert on the line and like we could just talk about it. But yeah, so it's not a new thing. It's healthy to be skeptical. I have no problem with that. Just you know, be skeptical in a smart way. All right, man. You got anything else? I think we're good to go. Okay. Don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. Thanks. Always go to Dr. Scott. We can't forget. Rob Sprance, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Chowdy 1008, um, Eric Nagel, the Port Char... Oh, wait. The Port Charlotte Whore. <laughs> Roland, I don't know why that... <laughs> Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts. Oh, here's another one. <clears throat> She Who Owns Pigs and Snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, the great Rob Bartlett, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, and Patty Seacups, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's Daughter, Ron Bennington, and Fez Watley, who supported this show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Well, you're already listening to the podcast. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.